You're listening to Career Qualified, a podcast brought to you by the Career Center at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. This podcast is designed to help you learn about professional development through a behind-the-scenes networking perspective from recruiters, alumni, or those in the field that can give you insight based on their experience. My name is Greg French, and I am an assistant director from the Career Center here at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. I'll be your host for the day. Welcome to Career Qualified. On this episode, we break down the different aspects and details of LinkedIn with ways that you can use your own digital brand to increase your visibility to recruiters. I'll be speaking with Becca Schneider, who is a senior sales recruiter at Angie. Becca shares in-depth details about how you can use LinkedIn in the most effective ways for professional development, strategies you can employ to improve your profile, and sheds light on the ways that networking, LinkedIn, and digital presence can be used in a positive way for your own job search. We have an incredibly valuable and topical conversation today. Let's get started. So I'm here today with Becca Schneider from Angie. Becca, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. So we'll just jump into some things. Would you like to just introduce yourself and maybe just tell us a little bit about your role? Yeah, so I'm Becca. I am a senior sales recruiter with Angie, which is Really quick, it's just a, it's an online platform. It's designed to connect homeowners with reliable service professionals. So if you need a painter or plumber, head over to the Angie app. Um, I've been with the company for just about two years now, and I solely source and hire and recruit candidates for our remote inside sales position. That's perfect. So that, that's going to give us a lot of context and just some good background for who you are and just the perspective that you bring in. So as we're just jumping into things today, talking about LinkedIn and virtual branding and that idea of networking and staying connected, a lot of times students may often think that LinkedIn is just an online version of their resume. I think that's a, a misconception of sorts. We know it's more than that. Um, so on a general <laughs> level, what are the biggest benefits of having an up-to-date LinkedIn profile and just how students can utilize it? Yeah, so it certainly is more than just an online resume. Of course, you want to keep it as detailed and accurate as you would your resume, but you have to remember that LinkedIn is social media. So it should be treated as such. And it really is just a new opportunity to showcase yourself and all that you can offer. So again, while you want it to be a clear reflection of all of your experience, you can also share things that might not show up on your resume, like your strengths, your hobbies, your personality traits, or even quotes that really resonate with you, people that you look up to. So that's where the about me section really, really comes into play. It's an effective way to highlight all of these things. And at the end of the day, it gives recruiters a greater sense of who they're about to reach out to and and really make yourself stand out amongst perhaps other candidates that didn't take the time to update that section. The importance of keeping it up to date kind of also stems from the fact that, again, it's a social media site and it functions similarly to Instagram or Twitter, where the algorithm is going to highlight candidates based upon their activity. So the more activity you have, the more actively you use it, the higher up you're going to show up in searches or even on the the primary dashboard. So something to know about the back end of things, recruiters are using something called Boolean searching. It's a search function that works based on keywords, uh, where we filter based upon skills, degrees, uh, titles, even location. So for example, if I'm looking for an accounting major from the University of Illinois who has either experience or knowledge of the GAP reporting standard 
that, and either one or both of these aren't clearly listed on your profile, I'm never going to find you, even if you're the best candidate for the job. So making sure you're always keeping it updated and accurate is going to push you up in those searches and on our pages. And then honestly, it's just fun. Like again, LinkedIn is an, is a different way to stay in touch with your network, old coworkers, people you went to school with, people you went to camp with. Um, so it's a cool way to just comment on their successes. It's fun to have them like and comment on yours. So it ends up being really exciting to just kind of check it every single day. I love the points that, that you touch on that speak to the idea of basically help me help you. So if you're not highlighting your own skill sets, you're not going to be mm -hmm. discoverable. And again, I think that's something that students don't always realize is that, again, the more you keep it up to date, the more noticeable you will be to recruiters. And again, you're helping yourself stand out. So basically like an investment in yourself. And Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's important too, because if it's out there, you want to make sure that it's quality and things like that too. So I think that leads into this next question really well in terms of what does stand out um, on a LinkedIn profile to you as a recruiter? And in that aspect, do you have any recommendations for how students should structure their LinkedIn? I know you mentioned that about me section, just other sections in general that will help them stand out. For sure. So right off the bat, your photo. That's the first thing that people are seeing. It's like this page is quite literally your professional brand. And that photo is going to be one of the first things that your network and recruiters see. They click on it. <laughs> so it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a professionally done headshot. I know I certainly didn't have one of those coming out of college, but it should be like right off the bat, people recognize it as quality and relatively professional. Think of it as like, this is quite literally the first impression. Secondly, just like your visual brand is important too, people forget that your LinkedIn page does have a banner. So finding some sort of banner that stands out, maybe it's a picture of the University of Illinois campus or um, you know anything that might be colorful or stand out, that's gonna show that you at the very least put time into that brand as well to add that banner. The next thing is title. I know that this can be kind of confusing, especially if you don't have a professional title just yet. So I wanted to remind people like this is an opportunity to leverage that keyword search kind of thing again. So even if you don't have a job title, you have some sort of personal title. So for example, you can say recent graduate of the University of Illinois or recent graduate seeking opportunities in sales and marketing. You're now going to show up in searches where we literally use key, the keyword recent or the keyword seeking or keyword open, keyword graduate. If we're looking for an entry-level candidate, you'll now be showing up in even more searches. Obviously interesting summary about me, like I said before, that's that opportunity to make your personality and voice shine. Location, this is I think an underrated one that can make a really big difference. Keeping it accurate is really important, but a pro tip would be maybe you live in Chicago, but you are dying to move to New York. If your location is currently listed as Chicago, you will not show up in a lot of the searches that the, the New York uh, recruiters are doing. So one thing you can do is make sure you're accurately listing the cities that you're open to, relocating to, or even more of a pro tip, just list your location as New York and you'll automatically be showing up in those searches. And then you can let them know on the conversation, like get your foot in the door first and then let them know on the, the um, conversation that you are actively looking to get over to NYC. And then endorsements, recommendations from your peers. Maybe you don't have managers or anything yet, but you certainly have 
friends and people that you were in group projects with. So ask them to endorse you, ask them to write a a recommendation. And then I think the other thing you mentioned was to who to follow. Uh, I keep going back to the social media piece, but kind of treat LinkedIn like a Pinterest or, or a mood board, like, you know, put into the world what you want to see after. So follow companies that you're interested in, that you're excited about, that you are dying to work for. Follow the people who work at those companies within roles that align with your interests, within that have the titles that you're applying for, or even used to have the titles you've applied for and have been promoted. Follow recruiters, HR at those companies. And then of course, engage with the company content after you follow them. So that would be my recommendations for the profile and, and who to follow, I think. Again, really, really <laughs> helpful because it, it gives some context to why those sections are on there too. And with the title, again, how you can leverage that to your advantage kind of goes back to the ideas of, of just using it in, in the most effective way and kind of just relaying off of that too. Again, I think that brings up an interesting question here of what are a few ways that recruiters use LinkedIn that students may not always be aware of? So again, you mentioned like the title, you mentioned mm-hmm. like the, the types of keywords that students include in their profile. So again, a few ways that recruiters may use LinkedIn that we're not always aware of. I mean, the biggest thing is Boolean searching. I know sometimes that's used in Excel too, but the keyword thing is so important. We spend hours upon hours each week trying to come up with sometimes like new and creative keyword searches we can do, but at the end of the day, we wanna easily find the best candidates. So any skill you have, any experience you have, list it. Like I said, the same way that you would list it on a resume in that sentence format, that's what we wanna see on on your LinkedIn profile. Even, uh, like I said, listing personality traits, sometimes we'll be looking for people with uh, using adjectives. So I'm a sales recruiter. I'm looking for people who are competitive, driven, even money motivated, list those things. You know, they're not gonna hurt you. Um, Another important thing is in-mails. So we're using it as an opportunity to message candidates about the opportunity that we are looking for. And I I don't know if anybody at this point has received an in-mail, but there are those long messages you get from recruiters who are clearly trying to pitch something to you. A lot of the time, yeah, they sound canned and you're like, they probably sent this to thousands of other candidates. But something that you don't know is there's no shot they sent it to thousands of other candidates. In-mails are a limited resource that we have. Each company pays a certain amount of money for a certain amount of in-mails and it's really, really expensive. So at the end of the day, on the back end, we're actually being really, really selective with who we send these messages to. And there's a high chance that if you receive that message, that recruiter is dying to get a response from you and is dying to have you interested in their opportunity. So what I will say is even if you're not interested in the opportunity that they reached out to you about, it's super important to answer them. Always send a message back, just super kind, being honest with them. But I think that that in-mail piece is really important because hopefully that makes people feel a little bit more special when they receive those messages and how big of a deal those messages are from our point of view. And the other thing is to, I think people forget that this is something they can do on LinkedIn, but always if you're actively looking for jobs, make sure you're listing yourself as open to new opportunities. It's a filter you can do on your profile. Recruiters will definitely be more likely to reach out to you because that's a filter on our end as well. And we want to be talking to those active candidates who are going to be more excited about talking to us too. So again, like help us help you that two-way street. Um, I think that's a filter that a lot of people 
don't realize is actually on there that will help them out. And what I love about a lot of these ideas is that it is, frankly, very easy to do a lot of these types of things in terms of just strictly listing your own skills, <laughs> and your own experiences, or just knowing how you want to word it so it shows or highlights your best attributes, things like that. Yeah. LinkedIn is super, super user-friendly. I think people forget it sounds daunting, like, oh, I have to update my LinkedIn profile or I have to update my, you know, whatever that may be. It's a lot different than updating a resume a lot of the time because, yeah, you have to start from square one with that. And it can be kind of a daunting task, but LinkedIn has all the skills there. You just have to click a couple of buttons and it'll start recommending things for you. Even with your about me, it'll do like a recommended blurb. The other thing about LinkedIn is there's millions of other people on there who are similar to you who have already done the work. So you can look at people that have the titles you want or are in a similar role to you. And you can kind of feed off of what they've listed as their experience and like figure out what works best for your profile. So it is like super, super user-friendly and it's just a matter of popping on there and clicking around a couple of times and clicking a few buttons. As with many things, <laughs> use your resources, right? And yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good to take advantage of what's in front of you. And I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And as we kind of just think about LinkedIn, you know, you mentioned this at the beginning, actually, you know, it's an extension of social media. And just from a general sense, as we kind of like back up and, and look at some of these things, you know, how important is maintaining a virtual brand in today's world? And any ways that you've seen social media used in either positive ways or just common mistakes that students may make when using <laughs> social media profile or just presence in general? Yeah, 100%. So yeah, it is your, it is everything, especially now where half the world is deciding to stay virtual. Your virtual brand is everything. And I feel like at least 90% of the time, your first impression is being made through a screen. So it's extremely, extremely important. I've seen both positive and negative <laughs> uh, circumstances. I think like LinkedIn is, it's, again, it's an opportunity to build like actual lasting connections and really like effectively network. So for example, I had a candidate who he applied, we phone interviewed, and we were really, really excited to move him forward into the next round of interviews. And obviously for your face-to-face -face interview with a potential hiring manager, you want to prep accordingly. So you can do the basic research, um, make sure you know the role, but this candidate effectively used LinkedIn to prepare, which I think people also can forget to do. But how he specifically did that was he went onto our page, he went into current employees and searched for sales representatives. And I, I believe he was actually, he happened to be based in Chicago. So he messaged a current Chicago sales rep, followed him or connected with him and then chatted him and got some extremely direct insight into the role he was about to be interviewing for not just insight on like the day in day out but how do they actually feel about the role what are the challenges they face and they had this full conversation and he was able to bring that to the table in his interview and i just thought it was so cool so refreshing so impressive and he made a connection out of it and on top of that um and he very clearly set himself apart so you know i think i think that's a that was a really really positive example of like how I've seen people use it effectively. On the other side of that, there is a tendency, I think, for people to forget that, yes, it is social media, but LinkedIn is still that professional platform. So it's important to, while you want to be actively engaged and sharing things, it's not a diary. So when you're sharing things, make sure they are still aligned with like that professional 
tone, you know, not sharing too, of course, like professional stories or personal stories rather can align with professional experiences, but finding the perfect kind of balance between those two can be really, really important. And then I will also say that at the end of the day, employers can look at your other, uh, your other social media platforms. So if you want them to be public, just be aware of what you're posting because employers can very freely look at those. And if you're not willing to make it professional, just make it private. Like that's completely fine. And then, you know, we're not going to do any crazy deep diving into that, but you know, there's, <laughs> you can hurt yourself or you can help yourself there. So yeah, just making sure that you're using them appropriately, I'd say would be important to remember. Sure. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things where it can be used for, for good or, you know, potentially detrimentally, but mm -hmm. I, I agree when you use it to your advantage, uh, that's actually really neat to see like how a connection can be made and just how it can actually just be a resource, you know, leading yeah. an interview or something like that too. For sure. Yeah. And um, outside of LinkedIn, do you have any other recommendations that students can use to either connect or network, whether it be through informational interviews or something mm -hmm. like Handshake, anything like that? Yeah. First thing right off the bat is Handshake. We use that just as actively as we use LinkedIn or Indeed. So you want to keep that updated the same way that you would update your LinkedIn. It's for Luckily, it's a quick copy and paste. It's formatted super similarly where you can list it chronologically. If you have access to Handshake, definitely, definitely use it. Similarly, you know, on the back end, Handshake, we're also going to be using keyword searches and filters. So it all works really similarly. But on top of that, of informational interviews, of course, but um, it sounds obvious, but the Career Center literally does great things for careers. I wish I had gone to the Career Center far more when I was in college. And now that I get to work with one, I'm like, wow, they're handing these opportunities to you. <laughs> I wish I could have done this, uh, you know, for myself, but they're actively, your university is actively building relationships with really, really cool companies and those companies really want to hire those students like in really badly so the best thing you can do is attend all of the or not you don't have to go to all of them but try to attend some of the events that your campus is putting on whether that's an informational interview or a Q&A session or a panel of some kind I would also say a lot of the times I know in universities you have employers come to your classes hopefully you're already going to your classes so uh, you know, pay more attention to the presentations that those employers are putting on. Shake their hand at the end of your class. Like any kind of in-person, especially now, it's it's becoming more rare that you'll make an in-person connection. So if you have that opportunity, definitely do that. Connect with those people on LinkedIn after they present to your class. Send them a nice message. But I think really don't forget that your university is an amazing resource and they're doing a lot of the relationship building for you. So you just have to, you know, really show up and, and bring your personality to the table, I think, and show your interest. And I love what you mentioned about just, you know, the, basically between the last question and this one here, kind of a, a common theme is that idea of just basically being proactive. Yeah. And if you're willing to put yourself out there and you know, meet new people and take that step to actually just go introduce yourself to somebody who's speaking, again, either in your class or at an event or on a panel, that can make a big difference because it's already hard enough to stand out. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That step and, uh, you know, once again, you know, like I said before, investing in yourself, that can be a, a really rewarding opportunity there too. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, that. of course. I think like making that first initial 
connection or like having that first communication, it's people don't do it oftentimes because it's just scary. So the other thing, I, I know this is going back to LinkedIn, but I think it's so important to send the message to that you are like feeling awkward about. I can promise you, you'll be more disappointed if you don't send it in the long run. And the worst that can happen is that they don't answer. And at least you put yourself out there and you know you kind of build confidence that way too. So make the communication that you feel super, super awkward about actually making and it will it will benefit you a ton in the long run. Well, two things on that. One, that's what LinkedIn is built for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, like the second, if you, if you send a communication just looking to connect with somebody and they don't respond, you're back where you started. So exactly. <laughs> and, uh, just kind of put yourself out there and be proactive. But one final question for you here, just this, this one's more kind of for fun. It's something I like to yeah. ask. You know, really, what is something that you know now, maybe through your professional work or your education, things like that, but again, what is something you know now, but wish you knew as a student? Any lasting advice you might give a student about networking, branding, or just yeah. LinkedIn? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the biggest thing I wish I knew is how important I am in like the interview process or just the hiring process or the entire process as a whole, I think people lose themselves. Like for example, I would get so wrapped up in trying to be the perfect candidate, having trying to have the right experience or trying to have the perfect answer in the perfect star format for the behavioral or situational question. Even our, even the classes I had, they were, they were excellent. And of course they, you know, were preparing me for like having that foundational type of experience for the hiring process. But I completely lost myself in that process because I was trying to be perfect. And at the end of the day, like if you're interviewing for an internship, a job right out of college, or even a job not right out of college, it's a new job. And a lot of the time you're just automatically not going to have the direct experience that's on the job description. So interviews, they're, they're not going to expect that you have that in your inner answers or in your interview or your resume. So if you, if you try to like make your answer sound like you have that experience or you take an experience and bend it to kind of fit that mold, you just automatically end up with a watered down response. And again, you kind of just lose yourself in the process because you're spending so much time thinking about what is coming out of your mouth. So I wish I knew to leverage myself and the experience that I did have rather than trying to be perfect for them. So whether that was coming from like the sports I played in high school or I went away every summer to camp away from my family and I built independence. Like I didn't think they would want to hear about my sleepaway camp experience, but I think I probably could have come up with a ton more examples there or whether you have a summer job at a restaurant or a pool, anything that's allotted you some kind of strength or skill, just talk about that and leverage it. And at the end of the day, most jobs are trainable. So if you can highlight your positivity, your personality, and your ability to adapt and be coached, that's going to go a, a lot further than, you know, having every single bullet point on a job description. So I, I think I, not that I missed out on, you know, so many opportunities. I luckily ended up in the places I did and I wouldn't change that for anything, but I certainly would have wanted to know how important I am in, in the big picture. I can really appreciate that quite a bit because I, I tell students a lot, focus on what you do have, not on what you don't have. And I yeah. think that really plays into your points too. And like you mentioned, if you have an interview, 
that means you've met the minimum job requirements. They're, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're looking to give you that opportunity to you know, express who you are. Go into something like that, showing why they saw that potential in you. So how can you further prove that? And I think that's really- Exactly. Cool. And I think, like you said, if you've made it to a phone interview or any kind of first stage interview, they saw something on your resume. So now you need to bring to the table what they didn't see, which like I said, you can do a lot of that on your LinkedIn, but show the things that they didn't see, which is your voice. And remember they're building a team. Like, what are you going to add to that team? So just be genuine. <laughs> People forget to do that a lot, including myself. So I think you're talking to a person at the end of the day. So treat it as such. I love that. No, that's, that's great advice. <laughs> and, uh, Again, Becca, these are the, the questions that we have for you today. So thank you so much again for your time. I really appreciate the perspective and just kind of giving us the behind the scenes here today. Too. Yeah, no, I appreciate it too. This is really fun. Excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. From all of us at the Career Center at the University of Illinois, thanks for listening to Career Qualified. If you'd like to speak with a career coach about your own professional development or find out more about how the Career Center can help with questions you have, Visit us at careercenter.illinois.edu or find us on campus at our location near the intersection of Green and Wright Street, across the street from the alma mater statue. Until next time, have a great day.